our show. I am your host, Carlisle, here with my awesome mother, Carmen. We're here to bring you some hot gossip. From the past. The hot gossip from the past. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're The present at. and the future. We've got it all. We do have it all. Mom, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you today? I'm doing good. Um, so glad to have you back from L.A. I know. I'm back. I've moved back to Texas. Woohoo! It's official. It is. Next week. Next I'm, week. I'm no, <laughs> I'm no longer a, a Lost Angeles. Um, Los Angelian. Los, Los, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Um, Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so let's let me ask my mom a question. Let's start it off. So I was going to ask you about loneliness. Okay. I feel like this is a pretty hot theme for this year. <laughs> you know? Quarantine and all. Because I know that you were a lifelong extrovert until you had to learn how to enjoy being alone. Because yeah. you said that like for years you couldn't even, you know, be alone for any extended period of time. No. So how did you learn to love being alone? It's a great question. So I think you hit rock bottom. <laughs> so you so rebirth your life. Go hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> That's first on your to-do list. Absolutely. Um, so that is actually what happened, though. Um, but I did. I used to be like I would come home and if no one was there, I would turn on the radio, the television, everything would be on, like everything. And um it just was the energy. Like, I, fee I feed off the energy of others. Um, in some ways, it's a gift. In other ways, it's a curse. Uh, but it was really cool because when I began what I call my awakening, it was because of hitting rock bottom in every category. Um, and taking it serious, like I was a codependent, a true, like, classic, what they call codependent. And I knew that I could cure myself because I just have done so much reading and I'm like, okay, how do I get over this? And it was a very simple cure. It's one thing, just really, really good care of yourself. Take radical self-care of yourself. And so I, I don't know if you remember, but you were probably 17. What, how old were you in 2015? Because that's when it was. Yeah, 17, 18. No, no, no. I was, uh, I graduated that year, so I was 18. Okay. So you were 18 years old. You still were here. You hadn't moved to LA yet. And I remember telling you, like, you've got this. You can take care of yourself. You have a car. <laughs> <laughs> if you want one of my smoothies that I'm making, you're welcome to have some. But other than that, I'm focusing on me. And I walked every day. And I meditated every day. And I got in an Epsom salt bath nearly every day. I went to the Four Seasons because we were members at the time and we, I would get in the spa and the uh, the steam and literally just took care of me. Hot tea, green drinks, everything I could. But realized that um, meditation was the magic. And it finally came to this place where I had so much fun meditating that I was like, wow, it feels good to have peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. And now it's the opposite. I, I literally am just as drawn to what I would say is the darkness of um, not all the energy and the lights and the stuff. It's just this peace and quiet. And it's fun to love both. I still love people and I still get a ton of energy from being around others. But it's a great question. Um, so that's my history of it. But I do have a lot of clients that... 
are lonely right now. Do you have friends that are having issues with, you know, quarantine? Because I know California is a little tougher on it um, in some ways. Um, I don't think so. I mean, not anymore. Okay. So I feel like people are kind of doing things again. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of clients that have actually come to me for that specific thing. Um, the one I'm the most proud of was an older gentleman who, um, he was retired and he was just really having a hard time, like angst about being alone. And I love to share with people the concept of, of the blackness being a fresh canvas for reinvention Mm -hmm. and for creation. Because think about the womb is dark and, and you can create from the womb and um, it's like your own little womb. And what's really cool is when he started shifting the way he looked at it as creative time, mm-hmm. um, he pulled stuff out of his garage that he hadn't worked on forever. He's an inventor. And he now has a group of people interested in this invention. Oh, wow. And they've already gotten it patented and he's working on selling it. And it's going to end up, he thinks making him more money than anything of his entire life. Wow. And it's a perfect example of creation and that rebirthing and getting momentum in a new direction in your life. And so I, I love um, that God is always orchestrating things at the level we're at. And if we're in a really horrible space, we're going to create probably horrible things like misery. And he was drinking and doing other things to, to focus. So I thought that was really cool. But that would be um, my biggest recommendation for for loneliness would be to perspective shift into this is my black canvas. This is my space to create what God had intended for me in a way that I had never, you know, had time to do before. What about for people who aren't creative or don't feel like that's their way to relax? Because I think everyone's creative. I think it's a muscle. That you, but like, I think that some people don't, that's not like their desire, if that makes sense. Yes. You know what I mean? They're not like, oh, I wish I just had time to like. They're not a four on the anything. Yeah. <laughs> five. Oh, five? No, no four. Fours. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had a basketball player um, just recently. Um, he's in another country and that would be very isolating, especially during COVID. Um, and he at first didn't um, embrace it like you're talking about. But by the end of the conversation, he had lit some sort of fire within him. So I think that goes back to what you were saying, which it is kind of a a natural thing. We are creators. Mm -hmm. Um, We were born in the image of God, right? We were created in the image of God. And so, of course, we're creators. But a lot of people haven't practiced that muscle yet. And so they, they haven't quite gotten into how amazing their creations can be. A lot of times it's as simple as realizing that the perspective with which you're looking at is the frequency you're in. It's kind of like a little kid saying, I'm bored. You know, kids are so creative. Mm -hmm. But when they're in the frequency of I am bored, (laughs) they're not very creative. Mm -mm. And so I would say it's pretty similar to that. If I ever said I was bored as a kid, you would say only boring people get bored. And I was like, damn, fine. I'm going to go do something. I didn't say it like that. I said, um, what did I say? Because I do remember that. It was from my dad that I got that. Oh, you're not boring. That's what I would say. You would say, I'm bored. And I would be like, you're not boring. (laughs) No, you definitely said only boring people get bored. (laughs) Mom, I know you. (laughs) No, I did not. I feel like I've heard that on on the show at some point. Yeah, right? (laughs) 
it, it's oh. not a bad thing to say to your kid. Like, I can handle it. <laughs> I knew, because you know you're I'm not boring. I'm like, I can't help it. Like, a kid doesn't care. They're not going to be like, yeah, I'm boring? They're going to forget about it in like five seconds. Yeah, no, that's true. But no, I, I, I believe that everyone's a creator. And I... I love watching people create. Like when I'm working with a client and I see the different ways they go with their sixth sense, it's really fun. It's like each person has their own individual like line to God and it's their way. And it's so fun to see like there's no two clients that have done things the same. Yeah. Each one unfolds you're finding different. a connection to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your highest and best self, which is really fun because a lot of people haven't met their highest and best self <laughs> and they definitely haven't begun to embody them yet. This is my, this is me and my lowest self, this is me and my, my middle, my upper middle class self. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. It's so true. So there you have it. My, my spiel on loneliness. Spiel on loneliness. And then too, I, 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 I think no one's really alone because we're all with God. And I, of course, believe in angels, so I've yeah. got Yeah, well, not everyone believes in God either. You can't look at someone who doesn't believe in God and be like, you're not alone, you're with God. They're like, okay, yeah. well. So for the atheist, I would say, go look out at nature, you know? Look at the stars, look at, I mean, you're so not alone. We are surrounded by so much. Well, I also don't think loneliness is um, exclusive to being alone i think there's a type of oh, loneliness that's a great point there's a type of loneliness that exists within being misunderstood and not necessarily misunderstood as much as i guess that or is even kind of thinking right you're misunderstood because yeah. some people aren't misunderstood but they think they are <laughs> yeah well i think some people also um have like a hard time like expressing themselves you know what i mean like there's like words that you can't find to right. really convey what you feel and i think there's a loneliness that exists within that and feeling like you can never fully explain your thoughts or your feelings like yeah it's like a it's like it gets lost in translation and i would think that is even another category to um there's another, you know, you can be surrounded by people. Like there's so many mm -hmm. people that are around their family or around people at school and they still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all it is is an indicator. All of our feelings are indicators that either we've gone too far away from our, our soul, like our highest and best self, or we're in a surrounding that we, we shouldn't be in, but we think we're supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like you when you your personality leaves a party before you do. <laughs> it's out of there. It bounces. <laughs> I love it. So that was a good one. And now it's time for our non-current event. Our non-current event. And I'm in charge of it. This, she was in charge. This week, so mm -hmm. it won't be as good as when Carly's in charge. <laughs> because yours are always so funny. <laughs> um, but that's because Carly's busy this week being the no, no, no. comedy fine. professor. I'm not a comedy professor. <laughs> That's what I call it. Just I'm teaching a beginning class for info about starting stand-up and things like that. But that's not important. What's important is our non-current event. Okay, so I, I picked a couple of them. Um, and they all have to do with the government, which I thought was kind of fun because everything is so crazy right now. And people are like, you know, don't believe conspiracy theories. And then, like, you know, months later they show up. I'm like, up. oh, I'm supposed to believe the government? <laughs> Like what? Like it's literally, like, I don't believe I, there's a lot of them. I don't believe either of them. I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Actually. Okay. Before we get into this. Okay. I, go I girls. Go. <laughs> because I was thinking about, I was watching 
I watched part of the debates and I've watched, um, and then those stupid YouTube ads. So I have my, I have a, v, a VPN on my laptop so I could watch, um, cause they like blacked out basketball games and places you live sometimes like before the playoffs and stuff. So I had a VPN to watch games. And so it's registered, I think of like some other state, I forgot which one. And so I'm getting ads for these political, like local right. people running right. for in states that I don't live in. And it, it's literally like they're all it's never about the person running it's literally them just like straight roasting their opponent <laughs> yeah. with like ominous music lying <laughs> underneath so there's that and then you watch the debates and like so many questions the only rebuttal is like oh well the democrats did this or yeah. well trump did this and i'm like yeah. at first i was like why why do they do that because it's so frustrating to watch because right. it's just like a gotcha moment a gotcha moment it's not it's never like, I feel like at first I was like, well, I feel like a politician would be so much more successful is if they didn't keep attacking their opponent. Yeah. And they just like literally worked harder on making their base better and a better running person. Like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, stop mm -hmm. attacking each other. But then I realized I was like, this is because that's like, what's that quote? Like, if you give the people bread and circus, they'll always be entertained. Yeah. Like they're they're attaching to people's emotions and egos and pride and the haha fuck you gotcha yeah rather than actually addressing issues yes you know what i mean it's like because we like to fight like i think people like strife they're they like addicted being right. to fight they're invested it's a in dopamine hit. yeah they're invested in what's right and so i think that's really interesting and i really think we should all stop subscribing to that because I'm tired of seeing political yeah. ads of being yeah. like, Jenna in New Jersey is a yeah. socialist. Yeah. She's going to burn your house down. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, she's not. It's fine. Like, I'm sure she's it's a great lady. It's not as bad as you think it you, is. Yeah, it's never as bad yeah. as you think it is. And I know that fear sells. So they like attach yeah. a lot of things to fear. Yeah. But there was somebody on Twitter this morning hating on uh, Nancy Pelosi, and they were like, what would you do if you saw Nancy Pelosi fall down? And I'm like, help, help the her bitch up. up. Yeah. <laughs> what? What am I going to do? I didn't Walk say help by? the bitch up. But that was I funnier. <laughs> I don't think Nancy Pelosi was a bitch, but I'm like, that's it. Yeah. You know, I, I use that word freely. <laughs> I love your rant. That was good. Yeah. I think everybody should should really take note of that. I also, you know how I love studying the different types of so-called demons, and Jezebel is an actual spirit. You know, spirit that's used in the Bible and, and, and referred to often, and it is um, the spirit of mocking. That's one of the aspects mm. of the um, spirit of Jezebel. I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you can recognize it because of that often. Yeah. You know, somebody who is really great and they have a good point, but then they have to sit, hit that zinger, which is different than if you're a comedian. Like, I knew you didn't just mean that yeah. she was a bitch. Yeah, like, yeah. you it's just meant help the bitch out. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but... Um, yeah, I feel like we're watching politicians in, like, rap battles or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of what it is. It's... it's um, it's also kind of the the technique that they use in um, the rap world, where you attack either in a, a music or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it creates your, views. Your generates... highest and best, you know, the guy that's on top, so that yeah. he has to reply or whatever. But um, the thing that I was bringing in was how conspiracies over time prove that they are real. So this was an old conspiracy, and it was they they named it bad booze. 
The conspiracy is, during Prohibition, the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking. This was a conspiracy back in the 19... Poison alcohol? That's just a funny... (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that redundant? (laughs) Um, But no, it's really true. It ended up that the manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for years during the Prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers (laughs) from turning the alcohol into moonshine so i don't know if maybe you heated it up and it had a reactive but apparently ten thousand people were killed by tainted booze during the prohibition whoa that's weird also i I feel like people drink a lot so (laughs) you know what i mean like if you're drinking a lot and there's a little bit of moonshine it wasn't just they were drinking they were they were drinking like they were drinking drinking Yeah. yeah that's a whole nother level of drinking so I thought that was wild. That is weird. Yeah. What kind of poison do you know? Um, let's see if it says spots. Nope. Doesn't when, say. when exactly was prohibition? So it's 1926 to okay. 1933. When? Do, oh, 33. Yeah, after the Great Depression started, yeah. they're like, all right, we got to so give you guys like, booze. That's back. a lot of people, though. That's like ten thousand. Yeah, thousand people. You know, more than a thousand they, people a do, month. How do they figure? A year. How do they figure it out? I guess that they could tell from. How they died? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Cause of death, alcohol poisoning, poisoning. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the poisoned poison. <laughs> we poisoned your poison. <laughs> it's extra poisoned. Um, so the next one was, this I thought was so cool, because there's a lot of people saying that someday soon there will be the first female American president. Mm-hmm. But we've already had one. Oh, really? And people don't know this because they kept it from the public and it was secret president yeah it was a secret president it was the actually it was the first lady um woodrow wilson's wife Mm -hmm. she uh took over for a period of time because apparently they thought it would be bad if america knew that her husband had had a stroke. Oh, so yeah. She was literally running the country. And apparently she did a good job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> until until the end of his um until the end of his Wait, did know. they not have vice presidents then? So they did. So it's kind of an interesting, tricky little thing that they did. So I don't know, I guess the vice president everybody was in on it, because I'm sure if he would have they somehow kept this a secret. I just think it's crazy. Um, and of course, you know. This is just you and me, babe, and there's no fact-checking. And there's, no, <laughs> this is, there's been 17 female presidents. <laughs> the earth is flat. <laughs> there's this poison so in everything. Oh, my God. The aliens have come yeah. to my house. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of really great things that we could share on the show. <laughs> Do you think she, like, held that over his head when they got in fights later? I don't know. It says, despite Miss Wilson claiming that she acted only as a steward, Um, Historians who have analyzed the Wilson term in office confirmed that for well over a year, she was effectively the president. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? I never knew that. I never knew that either. See where you can just come here to learn, learn, learn. Bad booze, female presidents, we're on a roll. Wow. I wonder if she enjoyed it. Let's see if there's any comments by her. Uh, nope, don't see any comments. What years was, was he president exactly? Uh, 
Um, let's see. They don't say that either. But I'm thinking he was the 20... I think he was like the 22nd to 24th range president. So a while I know ago. the 21st was Chester A. Arthur. So it was probably right after that. I know that from Die Hard 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so the next one, do we have time for more? This is fun. I have a couple more. I mean, it, yeah. So the next one was that the CIA was testing LSD and other hallucinogenic oh, that's Project drugs. Project MKUltra. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on Americans um, in a top secret experiment on behavior modification, um, and it's called uh, MKUltra. The truth is, the program was known and is real. The CIA started using volunteers. Um, but the program had soon began dosing people without their knowledge. MKUltra left many victims permanently mentally disabled. At the present time, um, another drug that alters food and perception is causing great public concern because of its harmful effects, and that is meth. Um, that's what, yeah, a bunch, and then I think some people died from that too as well, and then people started getting in trouble for doing that. And also, wasn't that because they had, it had just, like, LSD had just, like, started coming out and being in production, and they just come back, was it World War II, I think? Or a few years after that, and they had, like those war doctors and things like that. Oh, the Operation Paperclip doctors. Something like that, that, and they were doing... Into mind control. Well, yeah, they were doing mind control, and they were also testing it to see because it was, like, something that someone didn't know. Right. We didn't know anything about it. But also, I think they used, like, they tested, like, on immigrants and prostitutes and people that they thought no one would check up on. It's crazy. It's terrible. Yeah. This is why, like... This is why I've always told you to question authority. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt, you know. It was funny because we were at dinner last night and one of Dane's friends was like, well, man, when COVID first happened and I was reading all your stuff, I'm like, Miss Tudor's crazy. And then he's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, maybe she's got a point. And then like another month later, I'm like, damn, she was dead on back in April. <laughs> and so, um, yes. Conspiracy theories everywhere. So this is. A, uh, do we have time for another one? But wait, how is that a conspiracy theory? Because it's like a no. Like because they were the denying that about they it. were giving people LSD. They were denying all of it. Oh yeah, until they went to court. Until they started getting. Who sued. prosecutes? Who prosecutes the CIA though? You know, I think it had something to do with Canada. I think there was something that. Oh, pros- shout out to Canada. Yeah, I, but that again, I don't I, I fact check that. I have no idea. That's just something I remember reading in the back of my head. Um, another one, another conspiracy with the CIA, again, um, all these initials getting us into trouble. The Dalai Lama was paid $180,000 a year um, as a CIA agent. And everybody was like, there's no way, there's no way. But sure enough, it was the truth. What was he doing for the CIA? He was trying to help the CIA. Um, They thought he had the power to kind of make an influence in uh, China. What kind of influence? So they thought that they could help him disrupt and hamper things that were going on in China's infrastructure of, you know, the political beliefs Mm. or their their basic core beliefs or whatever. Why? Why did that benefit us? I mean, China, CCP's crazy. They're always seeking more expansion. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> they got their little tentacles everywhere. Yeah. I mean, They're wild. I'm I'm not ever gonna go to China because I have spoken so freely against yeah, them. Yeah, same. <laughs> that and then right now they're apparently on the UK Daily Mail. They're saying that if they don't get that whistleblower, that cute little that cute little girl that was the researcher, um, if they don't She's get America, her back, right? that they're but gonna start wait, wait, taking wait, wait. American hostages that are in China. That are in China. So I was like, if you're in China, I'd roll right now. But um <laughs> she was what she was the whistleblower and researcher for what? So she was apparently in Wuhan um and she was uh confirming that it was a bioweapon. Oh, and they're like, "Oop, they're, bring her back." <laughs> what? <laughs> we want her back. <laughs> and I would be so scared if I was her. Mm. You wouldn't be able to get me on a plane back. <laughs> sending sending good vibes. It's going to end right here. Braveheart. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was uh, I was reading something this morning about um, speaking of LSD. There was something called Alice in Wonderland syndrome, um, and that actually sounds like a fun <laughs> syndrome. I know it's a, like apparently a, an illness that you it makes your like it makes your view of the world like completely distorted for a small period of time. Like objects that are three dimensional would look one dimensional, and like your body, like your eyes would look huge and your nose would look small. Yeah. And like things would move that were still like kind of like how kind of like in a like how, dr- no, how drugs would do. <laughs> um, yeah. And but yeah, they said it only lasted for like a short period of time and it was discovered in the 50s. And I'm like, what if people were just actually on drugs? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they didn't know it. Right. You never know. Because I don't think that it's still, I don't know if it still happens today, but. I don't know, but I feel like Alice in Wonderland often. <laughs> Go down like the rabbit hole? Well, that too, but I feel like everything is upside down and backwards. Like if I want to really figure it out, I go, okay, what would it be if it was completely the opposite? <laughs> it's like giving me so much insight. Mm-hmm. It's my Alice in Wonderland technique. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you figure out truth. I, I don't know. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. I think those were the, my three favorite, the Bad Booze, the M- MK Ultra, and the Dalai Lama. I wouldn't have guessed the Dalai Lama was a CIA agent. That was a good... That doesn't surprise me at all. Really? No, because I feel like they also, like, meddle in... Because um, when was it during... Was it, like, the Cold War or something? And was that was with Russia, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, there was they were trying to create, like um, like, American pride and things that, like... Uh, types of art and things for us that we could have like pride in or whatever Mm -hmm. and i think that they made a specific i'm not abstract or whatever kind of art that became popular at that time it didn't just become popular because a bunch of people started to like it but the cia pushed it and like put it in big galleries and made it like this like thing because it was like an american grown type of art supposedly who knows people like most there's nothing new under the sun people would just steal things all the time so you don't really know but they pushed a specific type of art to and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, what if nobody would like abstract art now if the CIA, CIA didn't ever push it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But once like someone really important or esteemed or rich is like, this is beautiful. Everyone's like, wow. Oh. Yes. What was it? There was Great. something. Oh, that was that movie with Kevin Hart where he had done this <laughs> horrible painting and the rich guy sold it to oh. his neighbor that yeah. he didn't like. For like 10 grand. <laughs> That was such a great scene. I loved it. <laughs> when he got that check, I was like, yeah, that's good. It was really cute. You totally could do that. I know, right? And so uh, anything else? That was really good. Dallas, which, which part? What Everything that you just talked about. Um, uh, I was going to talk about basketball a little bit. Oh, 
Oh, I can't believe it. Well, we just okay. We just had the finals, which is the Lakers and the Heat. And I am a terrible fan because I'm a Lakers fan. But here's my thing. I like the Lakers as a team and I like watching them. Right. But I'm not like personally invested. Right. In one of the players. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I wanted Jimmy Butler to get a ring so bad because the Heat were just the underdogs. Like they they literally fought tooth and nail every freaking game to get to the finals. And it was shocking that they did so well. Like. Um, but I just think it was so cool to watch a player go from being a good player and someone who's been an all-star and someone who's, you know, very well respected and has a lot of like accolades and things like that. But like he, he went into the bubble and he's, he's like crazy. He's like all work, no play. And I love it. He didn't even like, cause when family was finally allowed to come visit people in right. the bubble, they were like, Oh, Jimmy, is your family coming to visit you? And he was like, no, this is a work trip. <laughs> it's like, dude, you've been there for like 80 days. Like he was there for like three months, He's but he was like, Virgo. yeah, no, he really is. But, um, it was so cool to watch. Like he went in there being a really great player, but then came out like just a legend. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, awesome. I think it, it was like a historical moment and I love Jimmy Butler. Especially so for you, especially for you, I you know, and I have to, I have to make a comment really quick because anyone that is watching doesn't really understand like you're crazy out of nowhere just this year, love mm-hmm. for basketball, mm-hmm. but you literally are so good and so much fun to watch you single-handedly. If anyone from the NBA is listening or ever has <laughs> access to this, Us with our 30 this subscribers, girl, <laughs> this girl, I know, right? This girl literally makes basketball so much fun that I can't wait to sit and watch basketball with her because she makes it, it, but it's the comments are more geared towards what a female would really appreciate. (laughs) You know, like this is Mm -hmm. what his mom is like and this is what his girlfriend (laughs) is and yeah, he's really good at this. And um, even your friend, Brianna, got into somewhere because she knew the... Oh yeah, (laughs) she was waiting in line to get into like a bar. And there's the game on, and she was like, oh, is Miami winning? Because she knew I wanted Miami to win. Yeah. And the bartender was like, yeah, they're, like, up by two or something like that. And she was like, oh, my God, I want them to win so bad. And he was like, me too. And she was like, yeah, I want to watch the game. And he was like, here, we'll get you a table in the back. So all of her friends got into a bar because of that. I love that. I know. I was like, hell yeah. That's a perfect example of being in a really good frequency and yeah. having things work <laughs> things out Things just well. work out sometimes. You yeah. just never know. The heavenly bubble. That's where I try to get everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was wild. It was really, like, it was very interesting to see how – much the season changed because it all took place in a bubble like people who it was just very it was really cool to watch like it's cool to watch things knowing you're watching something that's like history and I guess everything is history like you can look back but it's something that I mean unless this happens again next year that we'll never experience again it was unprecedented it was crazy like how they figured it all out was and how they had like fake fans in the on the they didn't have fake fans they had real fans I'm saying zooming in yeah they were on zoom well, I'm just saying it was a big screen. Like yeah, it was, virtual fans. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was it was very weird. But I honestly, it was I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like it was some of the best games ever. Yeah. So that's awesome. I know. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Kevin. Do we have a timestamp today? <laughs> I was wondering if you're ever going to ask me because I can totally forgot to start the clock. <laughs> we're uh, just a little over thirty minutes right okay, now. Okay, I'm just making sure we're not like going too far in or too far deep. I wish there was a way to like start a stopwatch at a certain time. You know? Yeah. Because like when I realized it, it was like seven minutes in. I was like, oh shit! Like if I could start the timer <laughs> at seven minutes. Yeah. But it always starts from zero. So. It's okay. We're we're good. 
appreciate I'll all keep the you work in the loop. that you do. Yeah, give us a 10-minute. We're, we're close to the you end got it. thing here. So, Carly, if you could pick any um, anybody to be our sponsor, who would you pick? Our sponsor? Yeah, if we had a what? sponsor. I'm just asking. That's a good question. Who would you pick if you could pick know. anyone to be your sponsor? Who would you pick? Um, I don't know, something that I love. Something that I love. I don't know. It could be... Um, I don't know, like Zevia or you can't ask me that. Olipop or any of the it's some yeah, of the yeah. Olipop's awesome. You love Olipop. I love Olipop. It's the best drink. Tell ever. everybody what Olipop is. It's just a natural carbonated drink that's not doesn't have a lot of sugar and actually. But the crazy thing about it is it has a lot of like botanical herbs that are actually really good for you. Not like where Zevia is good, but it's you know just like water carbonation Zevia and a flavor. Like it's not actually it's not Healthy. bad for you it's not benefiting you right. so this has like slippery elm and marshmallow root and all these things that are good for your digestive system and your lungs and prebiotics and it actually does taste good it's not like when someone's like this tastes great and it doesn't taste good yeah i like it thank you for sharing that see we need to send that little clip to Alibaba. oh my gosh <laughs> and then we'll send the other one to the nba we'll go big like or just you know might as well be sponsored by the nba <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna sponsor us. I hate to hey, break it to you, but hey, you never know. Don't don't don't. Burst my they bubble. they got they got. I mean, they already cutting their budgets because they lost so much money this year. So well, then they could afford us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Things aren't going as well as they hoped, right? Yeah. Or the ratings are down too, right? Um, the ratings on everything are down because it's also later in the season when all other sports started. Okay. But actually, the WNBA ratings are the, one of the only sports ratings this entire year. At, all sports ratings are down except for the WNBA and, like, some other sport. Interesting. Yeah, they went up 12%, I think. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Yeah. That's crazy. But also, here's why. Everyone's like, the ratings are down, like, bitching about it on the internet and saying that they're not going to watch because it keeps getting political. Here's Here is my thing with it. I can't wait to hear this. Because everyone's like, the second basketball got quote-unquote political mm -hmm. which i mean they did when they started saying vote but um supporting movements that's wanting to support black america is not political and i understand why people are like we watch tv to escape we don't want to be reminded of everything that's happening outside but i think that a lot of these players should feel they feel a personal responsibility to help their communities to and use their platform them. Yeah. yeah like so i think that's good and people were so and i didn't like the way people reacted like that and they were like i don't um, stop getting political. I'm never watching the NBA again and things like that. I'm like, you can't ask. So they're asking all these players to not ever get political or social justice or whatever because they don't, they want them to separate it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then they themselves can't separate it while watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's what bothers me about that's it. If hilarious. it bothers you, that's just watch it and separate it in your mind. They're yeah. not talking about it while they're playing the game. Yeah. Like really? It just, it just, I think that well, it was... Well, you know, a lot of everything is projecting. And, well, yeah, it, I think it was projecting, and I think it was, like, so... And, like, when that, what was that guy, that UFC fighter that um, was wearing, like, the MAGA hat and got the call from Trump and things like that? Oh, yeah. And then all these people are like, wow, that's so cool, like... And I'm like, that's also getting political. You yeah. can't get mad right. at someone who gets political just because they aren't, a, don't agree it, with it, you. It's advantage. Yeah, it's a double standard, and it made me mad. There's I'm like, so you can't, many. There's well, yeah, so many. double standards exist everywhere, but it's just... I think it's funny. And then also ratings are down because most people my age, unless they buy Hulu with live TV or things, they don't have cable. So most people stream it online illegally yeah. for oh, free. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's literally like accounts where it'll, it'll tell you every day where to like 
stream things for free and things like that. It's like wow. the way people bootleg movies yeah, all the time. The like that's it's, so sad, if they though. were able to actually look at the numbers of streams, that I disagree like that, with that. But my own personal that's opinion. That's not, I mean, it's I not a it's opinion. A, it's <laughs> a fact. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying I disagree with that concept. You disagree with stealing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, do. I, I disagree with that, too. Yeah. I don't ever steal movies because yeah. I'm like, I've never done that. I'm like, it's, just, it's $2 on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can't spend the $2, like, just, I don't know, sit in silence. Yeah. Or watch something else. But um, I agree. I think it's, I do think it's, it's like when you get a cup, a water cup at a fast food place and you fill it with soda. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little bit, but it's still stealing on a small level. Yeah. You're compromising some part of yourself. I hate when people do that. It's <laughs> definitely still dishonest. Yeah. It, yeah. There's yeah. something dishonest about it. Yeah. I don't know. And then I agree with you. Um, it, it would be ideal if it could just compartmentalize and be like, okay, this is uh, because so many people get so much joy from watching mm-hmm. sports. And it's funny because I've never had more fun than this year, which is the controversial year, yeah. because mm-hmm. I had you to sit next to mm-hmm. and and listen to these stories. Like, who's the one that you said that his mom was in the WNBA and then now oh, he's JaVale the player? Oh, McGee. He plays for the Lakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, it was like, they were the first. I think there's another player now, but he was, I think, the first player where... Because, um, like, if your dad's in the NBA and you're in the that's NBA, that's common. But common, it was the first yeah. time that his mom was in the WNBA and he was in the NBA. Because I'm like, it hasn't even been around. I love that. I know. Isn't that badass? Yeah. What's your favorite NBA story, like... From this year, from other than Jimmy Butler, other than uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler, I'm like, you know how people say, "What would Jesus do?" Yeah, like WWJD. <laughs> I'm like, "What would Jimmy Butler do?" Yeah. That's what we all need to be doing. We need to get our shit together. Um, you told me that he likes country music too. He does. He likes country music. <laughs> I he love country it. music. He was born in Houston. That's awesome. Um, I don't know my favorite story from from this season. From this season. Mm-hmm. What about a personal story that you think is touching? How about that? Is There's there... so many. I would need a more specific okay. um, thing. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about how, because you know how Nike gets a lot of heat for using uh, like slave labor, oh, basically, yes, yes. in China with the yes. Uyghur Muslims and things like that. And Adidas does it. Puma does it. And um, But this has happened with Nike before. Like They got in big trouble like in the early 2000s for like child slave labor, yeah. which is like literally the worst. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that because I was like, I think that we're coming to an age of like, because people wouldn't buy it if they knew. And I guess it's kind of not true because there are more people that know now that still kind of buy it. Yeah. But um, I think that most people don't know right. where their products come from. And I think that's something that like I've been trying to be very aware of this year and not buying like fast fashion or things that are made unethically and things like that. Because I think it's important. It's called fast fashion. Yeah. Like, like Forever like 21 it. and things like that, They're they're using... People who are making 12 cents an hour and they're, it's very bad for the environment because it's like toxic, toxic products yeah. and it's wasteful and things like that. Um, and you vote with your wallet, really. Right. Um, but I was thinking about that because if you look at what Michael Jordan did for Nike, mm-hmm. like before, before he signed with them and made it Air Jordan and all these things like that, it wasn't even as popular as what was it? It was Adidas or Converse that was way more popular at the time. I think it was Converse. He didn't want to sign with Nike, and his mom is the one who told him to because he wanted the the big, yeah, the big Kahuna. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And it might have been Adidas. Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. But I think that was so interesting because I was like, he like totally helped launch their brand to what it is. It would not be Nike that we know without Michael Jordan. Oh, for sure. And like the same thing, like you look at all of these athletic wear brands and these giant athletes that sponsor them or, yeah. or that they sign that they basically sign are yeah. selling them hundreds of thousands of shoes. You know what yeah. I mean? Or things like that. And it's frustrating because it's like, well, this is being made unethically and you're also getting a paycheck from it. Right. So what I think, and I don't know how this would work or if it's a conflict of interest, but I think that some former athlete or something who has a lot of money, they should get a few of them together because it's what, $5 million to start a factory in the U.S., I think? Well, it depends on what it is. Depends on what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should get together and they should start their own athletic wear company. Factory. Because you can, if you have the money, you can buy the coolest designers yeah. in the world. Oh, for you can sure. Put, and you can put a factory in the States and employ people who that, need jobs. Yes. Like, if you want to, like, give back to your community and yes. things like that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you could, and then you could also sign, like, your friends and the guys that you know to. You'd be more likely to yeah, have Yeah, because you have all the to. connections to things like that. So I think that would be really cool if someone started, like, a homegrown athletic wear brand that we watch could, out Nike. We could, we could buy confidently you know what i mean <laughs> no i think that's i think it's great and i love that i raised somebody that like like you that cares enough because a lot of people don't they're like oh that's not my problem you know yeah but if it feels everybody so far away. if everybody were to take on as much as they can regardless mm -hmm. of what it is um we really can make a huge difference yeah Huge difference. I mean, even just you sharing that, there might be somebody that hadn't thought about it and it's going to buy something that's, you know, Lululemon. Maybe they don't use people like that. Right. <laughs> I know. Got to check it out and find out. Yeah, you have to do your homework. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that includes uh, what, you're, what you're a patron of, mm -hmm. where they come from, what they do, who they use um where where does it go like i just realized the other day i didn't even know this i never assumed this would be true but bet was started and owned by a white oh person. yeah it's 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 owned by a white person right now too isn't it well that's what i read and yeah. i was just mm -hmm. like wow literally would not have guessed that yeah um right it seems so counterintuitive yeah it is and, and it's something that you know um yeah I just think that people need to research what they're getting yeah. involved that's, in. I think that's why Tyler Perry started his own studio and everything. He's like, it worked out I'm going to well go do him. my own thing. Yeah, he's a, he's a billionaire. It As of out. like, what, a few weeks ago or something like that? He has yeah. his own studios. He has everything. It's awesome. I remember seeing Diary of a Mad Black Woman and being like, movie. I remember Stevie came to California. Mm -hmm. It was one of the kids that we had uh, mentored back in the day. And he came to California and he was like, let's go see a movie. And I was like, okay, what should we see? And the three of us went and saw Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. This sounds like a strange <laughs> movie, you know? Because I was like, what is it about? And then he's like, it's so good. It's so good. You have to see it. So, And I remember loving it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loving it. You know, the first few minutes are kind of tough. But, you know, once you get past that... And, and it's so funny because the very next day I took another one of my friends and she loved it. And so it was just, it was cool to see the domino effect and mm -hmm. how quickly, and of course he would not say it was quickly. He probably worked his whole no, life. He doing, was like writing plays in the back yeah, of his car and living in, out of it. Sitting so. in the back of his car. It's true. He, he went from living in his car to complete and utter greatness. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a cool story that. You know, we c we can do it. We just have to actually go do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what like 
I think people don't realize how much power they actually have. You know what I mean? And um, always, yeah, you have and a lot more power than you realize. The board. And it just—it's like small steps every day, but yeah. it has to be. There has to be action behind it. Yeah, because that's how I feel about every time I see like all these people posting all these things on Instagram about everything from politics to social justice reform and stuff. And I'm like, if you're literally posting this all day and not doing anything, it's not doing anything. It's just making you look like you care, which is a self-serving concept. It's not, yeah, virtue you know, signaling. it's not an of service thing. Well, except for, I will disagree a little but bit. But it, spread, like it spreads awareness for things. And you never know, somebody like you might catch it and then actually do something about it. You That's know? true. That's true. And, and I'm not saying not to. No, no, but, no, I know. But I do think that there is a, if you're, there's a spirit in which it's done that should be right. I think across the board, people don't realize how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. Children don't understand how much power they have in a family. Um, people don't realize how much power they have in their love relationships. Um, teachers don't realize how much power they have over you know the children. The children don't realize how much power they have over the teachers. People at work don't realize, as employees, how much power they have. But the problem is, if you don't believe you have it, you don't. It's gone. Like it's the minute you thought it was, you know, wasn't yours. And that's why it's so cool to see people really stepping into their power. Mm -hmm. And once you step into it, you start going, oh, this was easy. <laughs> it's just that first step of, you know, okay, I want to start a business. Okay. Yeah. Now I've got to do this. I think before you do something, you assume that everyone who's done it before you knows what they're doing and yes. was prepared. But that's not true. Like literally, like, nobody really knows what they're doing no. when they start something. Like you, they're literally just like, I'm, I kind of want to do this. I'm going to try. But it's not like they had some like divine knowledge exactly. that's not attainable in other people. And then a lot of people give up because they're like, oh, well, it's saturated market. I have a mm -hmm. friend, Lateris Whitfield. He is an amazing producer, cool guy, brilliant one of the biggest hearts you've ever seen in a man, period. And he wanted to start a relationship podcast. And the average person would be like, oh, wow, that's a saturated market. There's mm -hmm. so many people that are killing it in that area. They've written books. They're, mm -hmm. He's, like literally, the red table he's talk. literally the number one relationship mm -hmm. podcast right yeah. now. And he did it in a very short period of time. And I share that because I think it's important to know that when you do something all the way with your heart um, – there is a an orchestration that happens, that law of um, rhythm and the mm -hmm. law of harmony, and and the people will come if it's done from a really good space. Yeah, no, because I think that like truth is powerful, and so even if it's even if you're in a saturated market, if you're speaking the truth, people are going to find you. Yes. If it's gonna if it's gonna resonate with other people, they're gonna find you. Yes. Very very true, and so I'm I'm very thankful that you've had. Uh, this relationship with the NBA that is so weird for a five foot three woman <laughs> at that's, 23 years also, old. That's never nobody played that's got I've you never played sports, yeah. never cared about sports. I don't give a flying F about football. <laughs> literally cannot. It literally to me, every time it's, I've even watched it on a TV, they're all standing still. Yeah. They're all just standing like, and then they run for two seconds and then a guy gets tackled and then they're standing still. Yeah. And it's just, they're standing. They're just standing. I know it's, I know it's the <laughs> most physically difficult sport, but it's not interesting enough for me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Rugby might be. Oh yeah, that's true. Physically intense. Yeah. You don't want to mess but with But I those. think basketball's 
more physically it's demanding. It's more like cardio. You have to be a better athlete. Yeah. And, you, and those guys have games, like multiple games a week. Yeah. They have 80-something games a year. Yeah. Like, that's Well, it was crazy. so funny because I was like, hey, Carly, you want to watch football with me? And she was like, have no. you seen how low scoring those games are? Yeah. I saw a game. And it was like 14. Not, 14. <laughs> I spent three hours to watch 14 points get scored. I guess it's soccer. Soccer would be like 2-0. and oh. I know. I'm like, you're just watching people or run hockey. sprints. Hockey. Yeah. Okay, no, but hockey's interesting. <laughs> hockey's you know fun. what? I think it is. It's the drama you well, love. Well, they're doing, but they're doing it on ice. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's why field hockey isn't popular. I mean, I'm sure it is in like high schools and things like that. But ice hockey—they're doing that on skates. <laughs> that's nuts. That's, and there is a lot of drama. There but, is a lot of drama, and then. There's only oh sorry guys I no, just wanted to say because just from uh, Carlisle reminded me of this if you took a football game a televised NFL football game and broke it down there's only an average of 18 minutes of actual active playtime in that entire wow. span oh, <laughs> wow wow 18 minutes 18 minutes and I, it takes about what? two and a half three hours for a game <laughs> that is yeah insane. exactly I mean that's yeah because I feel the same way I think it's it's mind numbing. How boring it is. Okay, but. petition to make football games 18 minutes long. <laughs> Good, if you took out all the commercials, all the standing around, all the wow. half times, all the timeouts, all that stuff, it'd be like 18 minutes. That's insane. Yeah, well, I don't know. I've always thought that a lot of sports on TV were boring. I mean, baseball, um, f- golf, but yeah, once you same. know once you know somebody that's in that sport and then you're wa- watching them mm-hmm. Or um, if you understand, like, baseball has so much, um, it's a big mind game. And so there's a lot more to it than than you can actually It has to be a big mind see. game because baseball players are, like, the least in shape <laughs> athletes of them all. Of course it's a mind game. It can't be a body game. <laughs> I'm kidding. A lot of them are in great shape, yeah. but a lot of them aren't. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You're not going to have any. Uh, uh, no, you're not going to have any major league baseball players coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> you just told them they all were not. Nah, nah, it's too boring. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I couldn't even like fake interest in it. Yeah, I don't like baseball at all. It's my least favorite one. I'd watch football before I watch baseball. What about golf? No, <laughs> no, no. Well, what? I think I, I literally challenge You're anyone. Literally just watching. So if there's a guy out there and you are in love with your girlfriend and you, she hates watching basketball with you and you really want to share it with her, I highly suggest you hire Carlisle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to have private. Um, I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> I don't know what I would you call would, it. You either. would have it viewing sessions <laughs> <laughs> where you could just change that guy's yeah. world. You uh-huh. could change his world because that girl would love the NBA. Yeah. You could sell the NBA to anybody. I truly could. And you know what? I get it now. I get why men, like that typical trope of like men getting ignored when their wife keeps talking to them while the game is on. I get it. It's so annoying. Like this is only (laughs) literally going to happen in real time once. (laughs) Especially before you could pause things. Like, and it's, that's why I always tell my friends, my friends know not to call, like my roommates at one time, like they would knew not that I wasn't when there was a game every night until nine. I was like, I'm not free. Like <laughs> if you want to hang out that. at night, I'm not free till after nine o'clock. I'm like, gonna go to the beach with you at midnight. <laughs> yes, I'll go to the beach at midnight, but I'm not not until after the game. Like it's important. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, are you? Uh, what are we doing on the timestamp? Got about ten minutes. Okay, well that's perfect. I don't know why I just kind of thought that's what it might be. Your internal clock. Yeah, and so I will. How about if I give you yours first? My tweet. Your your tweet. And so this segment is called "Why'd you tweet that?" <laughs> Because we be on you? Twitter. 
Oh my gosh, I love Twitter. I know a lot of people like can't stand it, but I love it. Um, okay, yeah. so first, as your mother, I'm a little concerned about this. Like, do you have a lot of people like mentioning things to you in your direct messages and <laughs> your DM? No. <laughs> I, don't have, like, I have like what, like 1,400 followers, so no, okay. not at all. All right, I was just messing with you. Okay, the other day I got a DM that said, <laughs> "You cute, but looks like you're getting ready to disappear into the Bermuda Triangle." And then he wrote, find yourself someone who is cute, but getting ready to disappear into the Bermuda Triangle. Oh I, my was, I was laughing so hard because I just started tagging. Like anytime like, I post a picture on Instagram, which isn't often, like you can yeah. put your location, like Dallas, Texas. And I just started putting the Bermuda Triangle because I think it's really funny. <laughs> and like I talk about the Bermuda Triangle All a time. lot more than the average person. Like yes. I think about it a lot. And so <laughs> I think this guy had just seen all these posts and was like, what? What is this? He didn't get the bit. He didn't get the bit? He didn't get the bit. He's like, I'm afraid to date you. Yeah, but, you know, I was letting those people know, like, you can find someone that's cute, but there's always a chance that they could disappear <laughs> into the Bermuda Triangle. Like, that, that's, it, that risk is low, but it's never zero. <laughs> so do you really tag all your photos there? Yeah, my last, like, Do you ever four, tag them anywhere else? I mean, I haven't posted that many since I started doing it. Oh, okay. I mean, no. Because people, like, want to do it to, like, their location right. or, like, if you're at, like, a cool restaurant or something, but I don't care about that, so... <laughs> I'm like, we be chilling. We need to take you to the Bermuda Triangle. Dear. We do. I don't know if they have a, a tourism. Um, we'll have to we'll have to check into what's going on down tweet. there. What's what's going on down there? Yeah, what's the, really going on? What's really going down in the the Bermuda Triangle besides you posting your location? <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle is like, stop bringing us up. We thought people forgot about us by now. <laughs> they wanted to slowly disappear. Okay, so you tweeted, uh, my, <laughs> my heart goes out to the people who are clearly here on Earth for the first time. No instinct, just following currents. There will be days they will need your wisdom. Be gracious. It's a tough world. I think this is really funny because I know you didn't mean this, but it's, it's, it's like you're roasting someone. Like, it's like when like an old <laughs> like Southern I'm woman. Tweeting. <laughs> it's like when a Southern woman says, bless your heart. Yeah. Like, they don't mean bless your heart. They're like, oh, you idiot. You know what I mean? Like, because it's just the way it's phrased. My heart goes out to the people who are clear, clearly here on earth for the first time. No instinct, just following current. For real. For real. I thought that was funny. So why did you tweet it, Mom? So Why I are you blasting these new souls? Let's break it down. So first thing is I'm probably going to end up in trouble with some of the Christians about reincarnation. But I think they, they have need a to, Christian army they that's need angry to, at you and they they're going to come <laughs> find you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have zero angry Christians mad at me, but I was just, I was having a disclaimer before I spoke dis it out. Well, yeah. Here's my thing. Like, if you can't handle it, then don't say it. No, I was just, I was just saying that, you know, I do respect everybody's opinions on, you know, whether reincarnation is a thing or not, mm -hmm. but... I, after just seeing so much life go by, you know, there's some people you can tell it's their first time on earth. Like they, mm. they haven't quite figured out how to be here and it's heavy and it's a very dense place. They don't have those a lot of ancient instincts. They, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have ancient instincts. Yes, exactly. And so I, I, it, it came about because I, I get a little bit frustrated sometimes with people and then I'm like, why? Like, that's so sad. Like, they really don't know any better. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I agree. It's just where they're doing the best they can mm -hmm. from where they are. Yep. And they don't have 
literally the instincts because it takes practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned that just from, from meditating. I know I talk about it every freaking <laughs> podcast, but I learned so much from meditation. And I've now just started doing the remote viewing thing, which has been really fun. And when you begin developing yourself in that way, intuitively, you know, that whole right brain kind of opens up and you become more than you ever thought you could be. And and then you start seeing new ways that you can become bigger and into the expansion of who you really are and letting go a lot of the dense, heavy stuff that I think people just keep spinning in over and over again. Um, And so my heart really does go out to them. Um, and then I find myself frustrated. So I thought, well, if I'm frustrated, other people got to be frustrated with these people. And so they're going to be angry or calling them dumbasses or, you know, whatever it is. And so I was just trying to say, you know, give people the grace to grow. Um, it might be their first time here on earth, you know? We can talk yeah. about reincarnation. If it's your seventh time, <laughs> another just, time, then screw you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you should know better. No, but you can tell certain people. Like I just knew that that when somebody uses the term, you know, he's an old soul mm-hmm. or she's an old soul. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. They've been here before. How else would they know? The old, the mm-hmm. soul is old. <laughs> My soul is old AF. It's, My soul is high risk for Corona. <laughs> it's old. That's funny. That's like every once in a while I'll be working with somebody and I'll be like, you're basically in love with somebody that has the emotional maturity of a 12 year old. So mm. you are an emotional pedophile. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of what you were just saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. So don't have the capacity for it. Yeah. So be gracious, everyone, and stay suspicious. Be gracious and suspicious. (laughs) 